to C3 Church Hepburn Heights. We believe Jesus Christ gives life to the full and we are called to live it and share it. We pray you enjoy this message today. Happy Father's Day to everyone here, especially the dads. Uh, Hey dads, thank you. Thank you. Thank you dads. We appreciate you. I wish your kids would tell you more, (laughs) but we appreciate you. And to those who find this day challenging, my heart goes out to you. Must be a tough day. And the whole reason it's tough for some of us, whether we've had a, a brilliant relationship with our dad or not so great or a non-existent relationship with our earthly dads. There is this sense in all of us that the father-child relationship somehow informs, somehow impacts our sense of identity, our sense of belonging. The ultimate cry of our heart, right, as human beings is that we would belong, that we would have an identity, we would be Known and our earthly dad, our parents, our family, other relationships definitely shape that sense of identity for us. What has most bearing on our sense of belonging as human beings, on our sense of identity, is the nature of another relationship. It is the relationship with the God whose image we bear Creator, Life Giver. Lord, Father God. And pathways to life, well, dingy, yeah, we're going to keep talking about those things. Because that's what our journey is as Christians. But pathways to life, this well digging journey of prayer and reading the Word of God and being in community, what those things are is all about discovering And reinforcing that sense of identity, that sense of belonging and value within this beautiful father-child relationship. And Jesus, God in flesh, he's the one who made the way for a relationship for you and I with our father. John 1, 12 to 13 Yet to all who did receive him, talking about Jesus, to those who believed in his name, in the name of Jesus, he gave the right to become children of God, children born not of natural descent, nor of human decision or a husband's will, but born of God. Think about that. Jesus has made the way for you to have the right to become a child of God. How special is that? How beautiful is that? And as we step into that relationship through what Jesus has done, we are filled with the Spirit of God. And as the Spirit fills us and leads us, He continues to confirm and affirm that safe, secure status that we are a child of God. And as we do that, as we get to know God the Father more and more, we get to understand His heart for His kids. 
When it comes to understanding what God's heart is for his kids, we can usually go to, to two extremes. The first extreme is, is if God's a good and, and loving father, his heart for us is, is for happiness, right? It's for comfort. It's for ease. He's not going to let us fall or fail or experience the consequences of our actions. We can be in control. We can be free to do what we want. We don't need God around because if something does happen, grace will flow. He's just going to come and sweep us up. Grace will flow. That, my friends, is not grace. (laughs) It's as Dietrich Bonhoeffer calls it, cheap grace. Cheap grace, which is not true grace because true grace is costly. It cost Jesus his life. The other extreme that we can go to in terms of understanding the heart of the Father for us is that he would demand perfection. God is the ultimate taskmaster, the ultimate drill sergeant. He is constantly angry, never satisfied, and he wants to control and limit and push us down. And anything we get from him, we have to earn. And these ideas, they could be coloured from our own relationship that we have with our earthly dad, from other relationships, from our upbringing. And thankfully, neither of these are true about the Father's heart of God. My experience of the Father heart of God, what I read in the Word, and what I hear from other men and women of faith is that the Father's heart for us, His plan, His purpose, His desire for you and I, for His kids, is that we would flourish. He wants to bring out the best in us. He wants us to grow. He wants us to step into life to the full. He knows there's so much more in us and for us. And yeah, he gets frustrated when we fall short, but he doesn't give up. He's committed. He's invested. He's all in. He's passionate about his kids. Father, Father God is passionate about you. He's passionate about you. He's passionate about you. Far out. Just like a gardener is passionate about their plants, their trees, their shrubs. Turn to the person next to you and say, shrub. Such a weird, who came up with that word? Shrub. Jesus calls his father, Father God, the gardener. The ultimate gardener, John 15, 1 to 5. I'm the true vine, Jesus is saying, and my father is the gardener. He cuts off every branch in me that bears no fruit. While every branch that does bear fruit, he prunes so that it will be even more fruitful. You are already clean because of the word I've spoken to you. Remain in me. Jesus is imploring his disciples, as I also remain in you. No branch can bear fruit by itself. It must remain in the vine. Neither can you bear fruit unless you remain in me. I am the vine. You are the branches. If you remain in me and I in you, you will bear much fruit. Apart from me, you can do nothing. And then in verse 8, this is to my Father's glory, that you bear much fruit showing yourselves to be my disciples. Now, for a a gardener who is passionate, motivated, skillful to bring a flourishing and a fruitfulness to that plant, that tree, that shrub, they're going to obviously need to do all the preparing of the soil and the nurturing and the caring and the watering and eliminate or neutralize the harsh elements of of the season of the time. 
They need to do all of those things. But a passionate, skillful gardener also needs to prune, also needs to cut back, to allow for the elements of the season to take full effect at times. God the Father, who is the ultimate gardener, is passionate and motivated and skillful in bringing a flourishing to his kids' lives, to you and I. And his heart, we've got to trust, is always motivated by love. At times, the Father's heart of love, it'll look like tender care, peace, bringing rest, healing grace. At other times, the Father's love will look like truth, Correction, discipline, accountability, allowing the consequences of our actions to take their course, allowing circumstances to shape and bring new things. And so within the very heart of the Father, this heart of love, we see extravagant grace and unshakable truth. Two aspects of His heart of love to bring one purpose, your and my flourishing. Let's land on unshakable truth just for a little bit. Proverbs 3. 11 to 13. My child, don't reject the Lord's discipline. Don't be upset when he corrects you, for the Lord corrects those he loves. Just as a father corrects a child in whom he delights. How many dads out there reckon that they're delighting in their child when they're disciplining them? Joyful is the person who finds wisdom, the one who gains understanding. When God the Father asks you and I to lay something down or change our attitude or overcome that sin or make things right with that person, it can be hard. It can be a challenging process, right? But just because it's hard, just because it's a challenging process, it doesn't mean that he hates us. It means he's committed to us and that he loves us. He wants that area of our lives to flourish. And you and I, we can trust that the Father's heart, he always gets it right. He always gets it right. He is the perfect Father. Why don't you close your eyes just for a moment? Just have a think. What area of our life right now is our Father wanting to bring adjustment, to bring a shift, to bring renewal, that we may be resisting because it's uncomfortable, because it's not easy, because we don't feel happy about it? What is that area? He's not trying to make our lives miserable. He's committed to that area flourishing. Heavenly Father, I pray that you would make us aware of those areas. And Father God, I pray that you would help us this week as we come before you, that we would allow you to come into that area, that we would give that area to you and that we would start, we would continue the process of trusting you to bring a flourishing in that area of our lives. In Jesus' name, amen, amen. Extravagant grace, Psalm 103. Tried to condense how many verses I was going to read, but this is just all gold, so I'm just going to read a bunch of it, starting from verse 8. The Lord is compassionate and merciful, slow to get angry and filled with unfailing love. He will not constantly accuse us, nor remain angry forever. 
He does not punish us for all our sins. He does not deal harshly with us as we deserve. For His unfailing love towards those who fear Him is as great as the height of the heavens. Above the earth, He has removed our sins as far from us as the east is from the west. Goodness me. Goodness me. Gets better. The Lord is like a father to his children, tender and compassionate to those who fear him. For he knows how weak we are. He remembers we're only dust. Our days on earth are like grass, like wildflowers. We bloom and die. The wind blows and we are gone as though we have never been here. But the love of the Lord remains forever with those who fear him. His salvation. His salvation extends to the children's children. Of those who are faithful to his covenant, of those who obey his commands. When we are done, when we're at the end of our tether, when we have nothing left, when we feel useless and of no worth to Him. Our Father God, who knows our frailties, He knows our humanity, He knows our weakness. He's faithful to come and pour out His tenderness and His compassion and His extravagant grace. Close your eyes. What lack in us are we holding on to right now? And we're just beating ourselves up about what disappointment are we drowning in? What failure have we not forgiven ourselves for? And we subtly think God's love for us is dependent upon us making it right. What is it? Is it around a relationship? Is it around our own parenting? Is it around a sinful habit or an attitude or a financial choice we've made? Maybe it's just feeling guilty about feeling like we're not a good Christian because we're not praying and reading the Bible enough. Let's stop trying to make it right in our own strength. Stop trying to make it right in your own strength. That's a word from God today for some people. Stop trying to make it right in your own strength. Let us come to the Father and allow His mercy and grace to flood in. Confess it. Receive his forgiveness and love, his healing and restoration and step into that life to the full. God, help us to do that where our pride gets in the way, where we somehow can't receive this extravagant free gift of grace and salvation in your love, where we feel like deep down we kind of have to earn it. I pray, God, that you would break that in the name of Jesus. You would break legalism. You would break pride. And God, that there would be a laying down, God, that we would own up to the fact that we are frail, that we are vulnerable, that we can't do it in our own strength and that we would call on the name of the Lord. We would call upon God our Father and we would ask you to come flooding in. We would ask for your mercy and grace. We would ask for your forgiveness, your restoration and your healing. And we thank you that you are faithful to come and you are faithful to restore in Jesus' name.
Amen. Now, Father God, He, he uses unshakable truth and extravagant grace to show us His love and to cause us to flourish. And for Him, it's not attention. It's not attention, oh, when shall I show grace and when shall I, I, I show truth to this person? We can trust that He is the perfect Father and He knows exactly the right time and when to administer that because he, our Father is faithful. And whilst bringing truth and grace at the right time, it's not attention for Father God. It sure is attention for us as dads, right? <laughs> Father God gets it right 100% of the time. I feel like I get it right on a good day 8% of the time. Parenting is hard. <laughs> it's hard. Sometimes it feels like a joy. Sometimes it feels like a heavy, heavy burden. At times, it's the most exhilarating thing on the planet. And at other times, it's the most frustrating role on the planet. My, my two older kids, Harrison and Beth, they often bemoan the fact that mum and dad, yeah, they came to this realisation, they bemoan the fact that mum and dad don't exist for their happiness. Don't you just want us to be happy? Why? Why are you trying to make our lives miserable? You, all, you, you should just be here to make our lives happy. And then Karen and I respond in this beautiful, harmonious unison. We are not here for your happiness. We're here for your flourishing. Karen and I want our kids to grow into human beings who make great choices in life, who have their priorities right, who lean into God, who prefer others, who contribute to society instead of take, who step into a purposeful career, have strong and healthy relationships, essentially have a fulfilling and flourishing life. That is the heart of every parent, right? That is our heart. That's the heart of every dad. We want our kids to flourish. I recently had the privilege of recording my dad for an interview on a podcast, uh, just a random podcast, <coughs> Virtual Man Cave, and I asked him, what, what does he love about being a dad? And he said that his greatest joy is to watch how Tom, my brother, and I are dads, to see what traits we picked up from him, to see what traits that we kind of do differently standing our own, on our own two feet as, as human beings. And he thinks it's fantastic to watch. He also thinks it's slightly humorous at times. His greatest joy is our flourishing as parents. And I'm sure there's many mature dads here who are experiencing that same joy as your adult kids are flourishing in life. And that is our heart as parents, as dads, that our kids would flourish in every season and at every age. But it's a challenge, right, to carry that responsibility, to get that tension right between bringing that unshakable truth and that extravagant grace. Some dads are naturally good at the grace stuff at covering wrongs for their kids, at being super patient, at showing mercy and tenderness. If we go back to the gardening analogy, you dads are awesome at the nourishing and the feeding and the watering and the shading of the shrubs. But the challenge with only bringing grace is that resilience could be malformed or absent in our kids. They could lack the ability to overcome challenges because they never face them. Our kids may struggle to take responsibility for their actions or deal with the consequences for their choices. For some dads, 
we're naturally, we are naturally better at the truth stuff. Calling up, keeping to account, giving direction, helping them learn valuable lessons, showing wisdom. If we go back to the gardening analogy, you as dads, you have the second tiers. You have those big clippers and you're out there just pruning away at your kids. You're just like hacking away, cutting away at your kids. That sounds wrong. At the shrubs. That's me. That's my default. The challenge with only bringing truth... (laughs) is that the joy and the fun can get sucked out of your family. The father-child relationship can become strained. You, we can create an overly earning, achieving atmosphere in our homes. And so you and I as dads, all of us as parents, we need wisdom to know where we're strong and where we need help and when to bring that, that correction and di- direction in the area of our kids' life and when to bring that grace. And I know many of you, are giving this a red-hot crack. And I'm so, so thankful for that. And I applaud you, dads, for giving this a red-hot crack. But as I close, here are three encouragements that have helped me on my fathering journey. Number one, crave closeness with God above any other thing. The perfect father who has perfect wisdom is a perfect help for us as dads. Why would we not take advantage of that? crave, crave, desire, hunger to be around your heavenly Father. Because as we do that, Holy Spirit comes and He leads and He guides and He injects wisdom into us. Crave closeness with Father God. Second one, allow our wives' voice to be loud and clear. (laughs) I'm not hearing a massive amen right now. God uses my wife to speak to me more than any other thing. <laughs> That's the whole, it, marriage is a God thing, created by Him for a purpose, complementary. And so there's things, there's blind spots that I have in my parenting that my wife, and she does it so well, you know, 95% of the time, she comes alongside me. Well, she's not perfect, come on. She comes alongside me and she's, she's like, I want to keep you accountable to this. I know that this is an area that you want to grow in. Here's, can I encourage you in this? Can I help you with this? And so allow the, our wives' voices to be loud and clear because there is wisdom from heaven in your wives' words. Fathers and men hear that today. And lastly, seek wisdom from our our own dad and other dads in our community to shape and guide and give another perspective. And the amount of times that I've caught up with, with dads, with other dads, with, with Pastor Jace and Derek Hayes and Corey and Dave Brewer and Mike Groves and Rob Spitcher for, for reasons completely unrelated to parenting that end up being a wisdom download for Ben's parenting journey. It's numerous. They're numerous. And so take advantage of the incredible community that we're a part of. Reach out to that other dad who's a bit further ahead and get encouragement and get wisdom and get strength from them. Dads, what an incredible privilege we have to reflect the Father heart of God, to bring unshakable truth, extravagant grace, to cause our kids and those that we influence to flourish. I want to pray for dads right now. Stand to your feet. Please, dads.
If you want to open your, your hands before God, dads. You're so used to, to doing, to giving. People are always wanting something from you. Today, God the Father wants to pour into you. Holy Spirit, come. Take away any guilt and shame, any ideas, Lord, that we've held on to about us not being great dads. We let go of the mistakes and our failures. And we make a decision right now to receive your wisdom and your strength. Receive your grace that we would be fathers, be dads who can be counted upon, who would be faithful, who would get it right most of the time and who would lead our kids and those around us into a life of flourishing. And so fill dads afresh today. Spirit of God from heaven, fill them. Empower them. Strengthen them. Strengthen their minds in the name of Jesus. Strengthen their hearts, their physical bodies. Where healing is needed, we declare healing in the name of Jesus. Pour out your Spirit, God, upon every dad today. Encourage and refresh them. Shine upon them, Father God. In Jesus' name. Jesus' name. Thanks so much for joining us here on our podcast. We encourage you to let this word further help you live and share the life to the full that Jesus gives. If you want to check out more about our upcoming events, service times, locations, or to give online, go to c3hh.com.au.